All right, and welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zer Jr., and with me is Shane Madrinich. I got it right that time. Um, we are brought to you each and every episode by A&P Productions Laser Engraving Division. Um, I was just at a gun show in St. Cloud checking out their stuff and doing some live video for my other podcast. Um, he was rocking his $25,000 laser at the gun show this weekend and just killing it. Um, awesome for laser engravings. I'm going to have a ghost logo, the ran out of talent logo done on my Mugen chassis. There's a big fat spot on the back end on the inside. It'd go perfect in. Um, if you want anything engraved, you know, the easiest way to get a hold of them is um, to find them on Facebook at AP uh, Productions forward slash laser engraving division and talk to Ryan Oz Klein. All right. Let's get going with this one. Um, so, Shane, how's it going? That's going excellent. Awesome. So, um, new new news with you. Uh, looks like you just signed on to Team Associated for the year. Yeah, I did. I did. Very excited to um, to be joining Associated. Uh, you know, Marshall Scarry, um, he and I talked, and uh, we're, we're excited to move forward um, for the off-road season here, and and of course, um, the uh, the the fall winter carpet season as well. Ah, uh, are you gonna um, expand, or are you gonna just stick with uh, the pan cars, or are you gonna try their new F one car? Are you gonna try a little touring car? You know, um, obviously, I'm pretty comfortable with with the twelve scale pan cars. Yeah, you you, uh, you really I, turned I, it up I, I this get... year. I'm sorry. You really turned it up this year with the 12 scale. Um, you seem to be, you seem to be a whole lot more consistent, and um, your fastest lap is getting faster. I've been what, even though I haven't raced at all carpet this year, I have been watching the results, and I've been watching it climb up the rankings a bit. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't you know it was an exciting year. A um, lot of help, obviously, from from uh, CRC drivers John Weida and Kevin Van Ertz. You know, both of those guys are are uh, a great wealth of knowledge when it comes to the pan cars and, and just racing in general. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you know, consistency consistency is the name of the game. You know, there's there's obviously guys that are, that are extremely fast, um, but when it comes down to it, uh, uh, sometimes a guy that's consistent can beat a guy that is faster. Oh, that's correct. I mean, that's how I either beat a guy or not beat a guy. Is well, I noticed something is last, not the previous carpet season, but the last one I ran, I picked up um, thirteen five class, which actually for me is a mistake. Um, me running two carpet classes ended up being a mistake. I went from up at LSRCC having about a quarter second deviation in eight minutes to about three quarters of a second because I just couldn't – I'm not a good enough driver to compensate for the speed difference, and my timing was off in both. And it just really hurt me the last season I ran on roads, so that's kind of why I uh, hung it up this year. But I do plan on being back next winter. Um, 
in uh, I plan on racing. Well, we moved my other podcast to Sundays now, so I plan on. Well, when my daughter's done with soccer, I plan on coming up Duluth for off road, but I I'm also planning on coming up for on road in the wintertime. Also, not every weekend, obviously, maybe once or twice a month. Right. Yeah. No, that's that's great. Uh, it's always good to have guys come up to Superior and race with us. I know um, uh, Joe Joe Zare Senior made a made a solid effort this year to to run with us on some Thursday nights, as well as the Saturday point series. So. Yeah, more the merrier. You know, it's um, the competition's getting really stiff. Yep. Uh, in both in both twelve scale classes, and um, obviously we we welcome everybody that uh, we can get to the track. So, um, is uh, Zach moving to Associated also, or is he running your Mugen slash Caster from last year? You know, it, it's, or, or it's is funny it's... he. Uh, I, I tried to get him to run the the caster again this year, and uh, he he actually wanted to run a losi. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yep, no, that's so a good decision. So he he's got the losi 2.0 um, SCTE truck, and yep. You know he he didn't really agree with uh, with e buggy, and he just he told me this year he said you know I'd rather just run Pro Four and and call it good. Yeah, um, I just started running e buggy. God, I got four races in with it, and um, only one race in with um, a well, one race in with the Kyosho, which I'm very happy with. Um, e buggy, oh man, it's so fun, but it's so hard to say consistent because I'm used to driving a truggy. I'm used to just pounding the hell out of a nitro truggy all the way around the track and whatever. Right, right. Yeah, no, e buggy is e buggy is definitely an exciting class. Obviously, last year was was the MNRC's um, largest class consistently, you know, over the course of the seven races. Yep. Um, and such a, you know, such a pool of talent in in uh, in honestly all the classes. But but you know, I, I know there was some talk about well, should we have a forty and over? And uh, um, we we discuss you know, I just, that. We don't really want to dilute the classes anymore. No, you know, and, and you know, I, I'm 40. You know, I, I'll be 41 here in June. Yeah. And to be honest, if I if I'm not racing against the fastest drivers, I you're really I'd only not run. you're really diluting yourself when you dilute classes. Right. Like right. Um, when I was in um, when I was in Omaha, oh God, I want to say last Omaha race, I finished like eighth in the in the sea of e buggy. But I made it all the way up to third in that race, and eighth in the C isn't too bad when you got fifty to fifty-five drivers right. in the class. And yep. sometimes you can be proud of yourself when the class is that big and not making the A. Um, yeah. So now with your e buggy, did you get a list to upgrade it to the brand new point one that just came out a couple days ago? Uh, you know, I, I have a, I have the new 3.1 on order, okay. um, for, for the dome race. I'll just run the, I'll just run the 3.0. Yep. Um, you know, rock, rock that out for, for the April race. And, and hopefully I know they're talking sometime in May, the 3.1 is supposed to be released. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully that kit comes before, you know, before the race at Proctor. 
Um, yeah, um, I, I just watched uh, Torban's gas truck video. It looks like the Proctor track is just about ready to build, actually. Yeah, yeah, actually, um, uh, we're texting back and forth a little bit this morning, and he's, he's pretty excited to get out there. I know he's... I know he's hoping maybe on Saturday to kind of get out there and, and uh, start some preliminary work. Um, I haven't been up to the track since last week. I think it was Thursday or something last week I ran up there. and So I'm not sure if the frost is out of the ground yet or what. But, you yeah. know, we're sitting, we've been sitting pretty close to 60 degrees up here. So it's, it's, it's coming along quite well. Yeah, that, um, that must also help you with your normal job being an excavator. The warm yeah, weather. Yeah, it does help. <laughs> so yep. I, I've been meaning to ask you about this. So is this a new company you've started, or have you always had this company, or um, what's the deal with uh, This is a new company for new, new company for 2017. Um, the, previous, the previous five years I worked in manufacturing, uh, and okay. prior to that I was, I was in excavating and, and kind of bailed out of it at that time. Um, so, so this is a brand new company for this year and, and excited to, um, to start building, you know, building a, um, a good company. Gotcha. Um, what's it called again? I, uh, big, big hole excavating. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It kind of fits the, you know, it fits the, uh, fits the excavation piece quite nicely and let your, let your mind wander where, wherever it takes you, I guess, too. <laughs> so, um, can you, um. Do you hook up with contractors like uh, Joe Kalinowski or Dan Vessel to get your stuff, or do you do something different altogether? No, yeah, it's it's uh, you know obviously Craigslist ads, um, you know ads ads on the uh, on the internet, uh, whatever they might be. Working with local contractors, uh, working with you know larger commercial contractors. Um, yeah, pretty much grabbing jobs wherever you can get them. Ah, cool. So I just got a couple messages from the MNRC, um, the head of the committee, Danny Williams. Um, he has two two things to mention, really. Well, this one was earlier today, but um, the start. Um, they're gonna start working on the dome track this weekend, but um, they're gonna need help on the fifth to finish it off um for they're gonna pack and tube it on the 15th um so that's where so anybody listen listening to this and has ex, good experience building tracks um they're gonna need help finishing the dome track on the 15th and also he says um to the gas truck guys Gas truck guys, your bodies need to go over your pipe. You know, you can just have that little bit of stinger exposed, obviously, but the body needs to go over the pipe. So, and that is an important rule. Um, back in the day when um, I was running A scale on road, there's this new guy, A scale on road. There is zero rock guards around the chassis, whatever. The pipe is literally hung out there. A guy grabbed my car by the sides, full grip. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he learned a quick lesson there. Yeah, he just full gripped the pipe. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, 
<laughs> he got got a pretty bad burn there. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah the well, you know, that kind of goes right into the whole the whole you know uh, teaching new people how to marshal correctly too. You know, it's that's right. I, I know it's I know it's been done before where you know guys are you know guys are grabbing the sides of cars and and uh, you know even catching the stinger and that's and that's yep. hot you know oh for sure and then um, they accidentally flame somebody's vehicle out that's happened a ton right right yeah easiest thing to do is just grab the wing and flip it over yep the wing or a rear wheel because if they can it while you're holding a rear wheel tight it'll just diff out nothing bad will happen you know what i mean exactly so um yeah what else do we got let me see so um a couple weekends ago was uh the minnesota state championship up in duluth for on-road motorhead madness yeah yeah it was a was an awesome turnout um how many entries did you guys end up with last i saw i think we had 193 entries Ooh, better than the roar nats <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but yeah, I mean, it was a, you know, it was a, it was a great turnout. That, that's what's um, always impressive with that race. I can, I'd say eight out of nine times, I can always say bigger than the Roar Nats. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Doesn't happen very often, but yeah. Um. So, uh, with that many people, grip was grip okay. Was there any issues with the layout? No, grip was, you know, the grip was excellent. Um, the layout, you know, the layout was really nice. It was a nice, you know, easy to, easy to drive layout. Um, you know, one thing that we, we always seem to fight with obviously is, is the tape. Yep. Um, and I, th- I think a lesson we learned this year, uh, you know, obviously you're aware we don't run a whole lot of sedan or usg or usgt right. or those types are of cars mostly pan car uh, vta yeah yeah you know we're, we're mostly pan cars and so what we what we learned this year um was we where you came off of the sweeping turn we had our our corner number two was was actually fairly close to a tape line yeah. and so of course the guys are breaking and turning well that uh, that starts to roll up the tape. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you guys getting so, used so, to taping the new? Because st- I know the old carpet you guys had it down pat, but this new carpet, are you guys getting more of a groove into taping it? Because I know with the new stuff, when when you guys got it right away, there's an issue with taping it. The tape wouldn't stay. Yeah, you know, on on the on the gray carpet, we used to use the gray duct tape. You know, which worked very well. Yep. Uh, it did not work basically at all with the new black carpet. So we ended up using um, one of the guys in our club, Scott Sanders, found a black duct tape that's kind of it's kind of similar to Gorilla Tape. Oh, I got gotcha. you. And 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 that seems to work real well. Uh, there's we got a really good on-road um, track set up through Scott, Pat, Jason, and Nick are are kind of the the forefront of that and they've figured some things out um and and done really well with that so you know the i I guess the biggest lesson we've learned is is once that tape comes up off of the seam it's hard to get the next piece to stay down real quick Um, question did um has pat finished a main this year oh yeah Mm -hmm. okay uh, i just remember looking at results 
and his fast laps right up there, but he always pulls off at like the four minute mark. Yeah, he's he's had some issues. Um, I want to say probably it's probably been a month now, about a month ago. He he had two weeks in a row where he did very well. Because um, at the you know, end of the was, at the end of the 2015 2016, he was really coming on strong and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he came, he came on strong last year. Um, you know, he was, I would say, you know, behind John and, and Kevin. Um, I'd say it's pro- it was probably a pretty tight race between Nick and I, and then I would say Pat, um, and then Aaron Verkey after that. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, kind of out of the blue, probably a month and a half ago, you know, Pat, Pat kind of started popping off some really fast laps. Um, and, yeah, had two good races in a row yep and you know finishing finishing kind of still seems to be you know the 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 issue that he uh kind of needs to focus on yeah um is he pulling off out of frustration or because he's breaking nope nope usually it's just been a a mechanical mechanical failure of some sort whether it's you know, I, I've had those maybe. years before. It's very frustrating when you know you have a fast car, and then I don't know what it is. Sometimes you get literally. Um, I had a triple X four I used to race a long, long time ago. Um, it used to break knuckles and C hubs like crazy, but then there was this really good batch they made, and then it didn't break again for a while, and then I ran. Eventually, that I broke them all out, but it didn't take nearly as, or it took a lot more to break them than the old ones. And then the very last patch I ran, you barely touched a tube; your knuckle was snapping. It sucked. Sure, yeah, that's that's kind of frustrating, you know. And yeah. unfortunately, you know, sometimes it's our it's our skill, yeah, that, uh, yeah. you know, that puts us into the tube. And other times, you know, you, you might be trying to make a a clean pass on a guy that you might be lapping and. For sure, you know, for he, sure. he may not be as skilled as you, and and, and uh, you, you don't know what to expect out of him sometimes, yeah. and, and sometimes yeah. sometimes the pass works, and sometimes the pass doesn't work. Right. All right. Uh, we're we're kind of getting. I can I myself brought this off the rails a little bit. Um. <laughs> so back to Motorhead Madness. Um. So you won spec truck with. Uh, Gub's old, uh, yeah. Gub's old. We called it the cheater truck, <laughs> right off yeah, the hobby yeah, town was, wall. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, you know, the the numbers, the numbers were kind of low in the class. Well, yeah. And I thought, well, you know, if I could, I, if I could see if somebody had a chassis, maybe I'd try and put a truck together for the race. Yeah. And uh, it so happened that Gary Pana had a had an extra chassis and um ready to go and then of course i was scrambling for a body and happened to be up at hobby town in hermantown yep and uh and grabbed this body you know i asked dan the owner up there i said hey could i borrow that <laughs> and uh, so then of course the picture kind of started floating around and here it turns out it was troy gubbins old body yep. and uh yeah so that, so then of course right off the bat it got dubbed the dubbed the cheater truck yeah he he really he he broke a rule, but wasn't really. It's hard to explain. The truck was within spec, but it was still breaking a rule somehow. It was something to do with tire size and gearing or something like that. I don't. Yeah, I, I think I think that's what I heard too. You know, 
obviously the bigger your tires are you, you kind of have some top end speed and oh for sure but yeah, it's not going to handle but, well yeah but but everybody knows if you run a small tire um it's going to handle very well so yeah you know that was that was probably my success at at uh at the, the minnesota state champs race with the truck was just the handling i, I cut the tires small and yeah. you know was able to run well so was that uh your first time with a brushed motor uh, first time racing with a brush motor, yes. Uh, how'd you, uh, w- no, see, I'm an old brush guy, so I, I'm towards the brush motors, but I, I'm always curious, uh, to hear on the other side, how was the feeling of the curve of the motor in compared to brushless? Did you like it more? Did you not like it more? Um, uh, you know, to be honest, I probably just, I probably didn't run it enough. Um, I haven't run a brush motor enough to, to, uh, really give a good comparison. I thought the power was good. I mean, I, you know, there was, there was definitely no lack of power. Oh, cool. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously I got a, I got a few tips from Greg Menner. Uh, he oh, brought yeah. his eraser to the track. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, so I learned a few things about cleaning, you know, cleaning motors and, and, uh, whatever, but you know, it was, it was just, a a a picked motor out of the, out of the case. Yep. Actually Gary, Gary Pana had picked it out and was running it in his truck. And then, uh, he gave it to me and of course he kicks himself for giving, giving it to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, um, so let's see here. John Weeda did a clean sweep of 12 scale. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Um, I heard there is a little bit of controversy in the 12 scale stock main. Is this, does this have foundation behind it or is it just a little bit of an overreaction by a driver or two? No, I think, uh, obviously I was in the same main. Um, I think I, I want to say I started ninth yep. in that race. You bumped up, so correct? I, so obviously I, yeah, 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 yeah. I bumped out of the B main. Awesome. And I, so, so obviously I was at the back of the back of the pack. So I really didn't see what happened. Um, from what I heard, you know, some cars, um, some cars kind of got bottled up in uh, turn two and three okay. going into the infield. Yep. Um, you know. I think John was involved. I think Kevin Vanner was involved. I'm, I'm sure, you know, probably the top half of the field was all involved. Oh, wow. I do know that, that I came out of that roughly in fourth. Oh, my. So, <laughs> it's you know, good so for you. <laughs> whatever happened worked well for me. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, so, yeah, I saw that the podium was Weida, Maori, and Vanner. Is yep. that okay? And thirteen? Yep. How did you watch the thirteen five main at all? Uh, I was in that one too. I started seventh okay. in that one. Um, you know, not not quite as bad as the as the stock main. I yep. think. You know, it's it's interesting because when you race when you race at the club level, or even say at MMR, yep, there seems to be a certain level of respect for for certain drivers or, or certain level of drivers. Yeah. Um, 
And sometimes it seems when you get to like the Minnesota State Champs race, for some reason, that just goes out the window. I've noticed that a little bit too, but, um, you know, I've been on both the receiving and giving end of just trying to push my way through the field. <laughs> for me, yep. for me, it's personally gone both ways. I believe me, I've pushed people and I've gotten tagged also. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, it's obviously we, hopefully we learn from, hopefully we learn from those types of situations, whether you're whether you're the giver or the receiver, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so who won touring car? Um, so I, I don't know. Uh, Swifty unfriended me after I um, agreed with Kyle Holmberg's comment. Swifty unfriended me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, sure. Because sure. Sw- Swifty goes, part of my language, but Swifty goes, oh, it's a shit show or whatever. And Kyle goes, what, when you tried passing out the outside, you hit the board, jumped the track, and didn't stop and wait? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, were you announcing that one, or was uh, Superman announcing that one? Uh, I think Superman was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. I'm just uh, just pulling up the the results here. I got you. So um, how did you like... um, announcing and racing like i last year i couldn't handle it at all i just fell apart like a chinese motorcycle yeah oh yeah it's um it's to be honest it's tough um there's there's just so much there's so much going on yep um you know to be honest we had a lot of help from andrew mowry you know he was he was right on the computer kind of fixing some of the some of the issues that we had. Oh, that's um, awesome. Chris, Fro- Chris Frobeck, you know, he was, he was an outstanding help. Um, do you know, Chris, Frobeck? He, uh, sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. I got a story about, uh, Frovic. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, he, um, you know, he jumped right in and he said, he said, Hey, I don't mind. I don't mind helping out. He goes, I'm actually kind of bored cause I'm only running one class. He and, needs uh, to keep so his hands godsend. busy, man. I mean, he, yeah. he's one of the hardest working people I know. Um, so Chris, you know, I, I hadn't really seen him since last, like last year was the first time I saw, I should say, saw him again. I'm like, God, he looks familiar. I'm like, did I race with him when I was a kid? I don't know. I think I might've whatever. Yep. Well, him and I, back in like 88 and 89, used to race at North Star Hobbies in novice class. Back when I was cool. six or seven and he's a couple years older, maybe. And I, my, and his nickname was, and to me still is, The Bear. And every single week, my goal was, gotta beat The Bear, gotta beat The Bear, and he beat me most weeks, but that was my goal. Every single week going in, beat Frovic, beat Frovic. <laughs> Way awesome. back then, and then all of a sudden he popped up again last year. I thought it was awesome. I'm I'm yep. happy he's racing again. And there's also, I don't know if the Zakis family made it up there this year, but uh, they're an awesome family that's starting to race again also down in the city. Yeah. Yeah, no, they. Uh, I know they didn't make it up for the for the state champs race, but um, uh, I did get a chance to meet them down at uh, I think it was round four, 
for the um, MMR Winter Series. Nice, nice. So super nice, super nice. But yeah. I've got uh, I've got the sedan stock sedan results pulled up, and it looks like uh, Dan Heyman, uh, oh. Billy Sider, and Jeffrey Will was our was our podium. And that's another driver picking up real good is Jeffrey Will. Yeah. I, um, he were in the summer at least raced with I raced with them a bunch on Wednesday nights. He never raced twelve scale, but he's always sedan and USGT. And yep. you see things in the guy just start to click. It's like he went yeah. from being two laps down to one lap down, then on the lead lap, and then contending for wins. He is picking it up. He's next year I think is gonna be his year in the sedan classes. Yeah, it looks like um, looks like Heyman run, ran a ten three for a fast lap, and Jeffrey Ooh. Will had a ten five. Nice, yeah, he's picking uh, up. If he's... Billy Sider had a ten two, so he's not that far off. Yeah, Sider's fast, but uh, it's uh, Dan Hammond. Sedan is his class. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yep. gonna be tough to beat Hammond and Sedan, and he came out of nowhere. I guess that was a last minute decision for him to come to Motorhead Madness and race. Yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, he contacted me uh, via Facebook, and uh, he's like, hey, I went to just jump on and register for the race, but the, the event's already closed. Yeah. Any chance you can add me in there? You know, obviously, we we want to try and we have the availability, so, you know, why not why not add a guy in if you can? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Sedan. Now, I've, I've heard some rumors about Sedan. That's what's going to happen with it. I heard that Roar is going to make Sedan something like 25-5. Oh, wow. Um, well, this is what Jabber is ta- talking. He could have been, you know, giving me crap or whatever, but it's like I'm going with the con- – it's like that doesn't make sense because then you'd have to slow down USGT, and then he's like USGT is in a Roar run class. It's like, oh, good point. I mean, sure. I really do think – some things have gotten out of hand with 17.5. Like 17.5 now compared to 17.5, let's say, four or five years ago. I would say 17.5, four or five years ago is current day's 25.5 speed. Sure. Um, so I don't know if it's true or not. It, it'd be interesting to see it if it would happen to see what it would do to the class. Cause the class has been dying off. Did you get two full heats of sedan this time around? Uh, let's see. We had a full, I don't believe so. I know we had a full, um, we had a full a, yep. You see here we had a B main. Yeah, we had, well, we did have, um, yeah, we did have a full B. Gotcha. Uh, a couple guys looks like a couple guys. Well, one guy didn't start, and then one a- Andrew Jornt must have something. I think something was going on with his car. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but okay. Uh, looks like he started and hit the hit the loop, and then that was it. So oh yeah. So yeah, we did we we did have uh, yeah we did have twenty roughly twenty um, stock sedans. Yeah. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned it because. Um, you know, with my recent signing with with uh, AE, uh, Eric Swanson, of course, was was all over me like a dirty shirt. And Eric asked if, is all asked if about I was it. Be... <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he's he's like, hey, are you? Uh, what do you think about running some sedan and yeah. uh, getting that class going up in Duluth again? 
Yeah, lately I've been BSing a little bit with uh, Eric Swanson, and he is all about stocks. You know, when he run back, even back in the day when he ran on road, he was all about sedan. Um, actually, he is. Let's say maybe we'll do uh, a three-way episode where it's us three, or maybe him and I. Eric wants to come on the show. See, yeah. Um. He's really good. Back when we first started this thing, he was on episode two when it was me and Gerton. Okay. He was on episode two as me, Gerton, Scarry, and Swanson. And then Eric did... Marshall always does a great job. Eric did a great job. I kind of go with the flow. That's kind of whatever, you know. And... Eric did a great job, and then he got sick for three years. You know what I mean? And yeah, now he's yeah. finally healthy again and good to go. So hopefully he yeah. can be on. And also we kind of stopped do- I because I could never get Gerton to get interested in because he's done racing. He might go to Starbucks, but he's done racing. Sure. I mean, for I, now. Yeah, for now. I, I, I live less than five minutes from him. I have... Two compressor mics sitting right here, ready to go on my L-shaped desk. And I'm like, hey, come do this. Nope. Big fat nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won't even won't even jump on the mic, at least. Yeah, it's like, but hey, you, you started this with me. He's like, yeah, but no, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes, you know, family, family changes. Um, yeah. You know, changes priorities and... You know, maybe once uh, once his uh, babies grow up and, and maybe get of racing age, maybe he'll get back into it. Yep. Well, that's the thing, too. It's like I can finally really start racing at, well, not where I was. I can never race where I was because before I had kids, I was at the track four days a week. I can never do that again. That's over. Yep. Yeah, but, it definitely takes a commitment if you're if you're planning on on uh, excelling. Yeah, you know, and that that's one hard truth I learned back in the day before I had kids. And I think even before I was married, I'd spend four days at the track, and I was way better than I am now. But I was could never even come close to being pro good. And let me tell you, in your early twenties, that's a hard pill to swallow. Knowing God, you work so hard, and you're still so far behind these guys that are doing it for a living right but um yeah no that's the thing too it's like now that my kids are a little bit older you know they're a little more independent like i've been picking up stuff like i started this podcast again i got my podcast out of sock rapids that well a lot of the pc culture and the rc group would not like (laughs) sure (laughs) <laughs> um also i started doing mma training two days a week it's only an hour a night two days a week but it's still a little bit of time away from the family it's like right before the kids bedtime when i go but yeah actually uh i wanted to do a little bit of live rc and get up on the one track everybody does the events at um but uh Last night I bruised my ring finger on my left hand so hard I can't even grip my radio right now. 
Yeah. I was rolling yeah, with happens. the yeah, I was rolling with the bigger guy and is during a sweep transition deal and my finger got caught between like him and the mat and just ooh, jammed it really hard. That's brutal. Wow. Um let's wow. see what else do we got on the docket? Oh, Casey Wright got mentioned in Live RC yesterday. Got a little bit of attention. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. Um, it, you know, it's really cool to see. You know, to see him get that get that type of attention on a on a website like Live RC. Um, I know a lot of these guys are are really excited about running that gas truck. So it's pretty slick. Yeah, um, and. Sorry, one more quick uh, reminder. Gas truck guys, your body's got to cover your pipe. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I said it twice now. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, gas truck is, I can see it coming back at, like, your track. It was it was big at your track forever. I mean, it was before you started, but it's yep. something they used to race weekly at Proctor. Um, yeah. Well, you know, there's still guys, you know, believe it or not, we at our uh, our October race, which is our kind of our final club race of the year. Yep, the chill, uh, chill the, on the hill. Yep, the chill on the hill. You know, we run the gas truck race, and there's always uh, Rob Logan, Gary yep. Pana, and Mikey Johnson. Yeah. All three of those guys always have their truck, so it'd be neat to see um you know hopefully see some of these other guys i know obviously torben mirschel will i would assume would run it um, how do you pronounce you know, his last name i thought it was mersh or is it mershel uh i i might be pronouncing it wrong i i say mirsch oh i got you I, I have no idea i'm horrible with names it's like i shouldn't have ever been a a race announcer <laughs> <laughs> Well, the biggest thing there is just asking people how to pronounce it and then hopefully you get it right. Oh, I used to do that all the time. And it, like um, Ryan Sobchak's name, it took me like two years to nail that down. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And like yep. I still don't know Iggy's name, you know, John Iggy. I I don't even know how to pronounce that jumble of letters. Is it Ignazuski? Something is that like right? that. Yeah. Something, something <laughs> like that. Iggy, Iggy's easier to say. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, gas truck. Now, the, there's little – um, Casey's chassis, his little conversion kit, caught, caught a little bit of wind before this. Um, Kendall Bennett from Amin Hobbies. I don't know if he bought a stack of them, but he was showing interest in buying a stack of them and selling them on Amin. I don't know if he did or not, but um, – yeah, I saw him on the GT5 group, and he was interested in it. And uh, he's like, yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do with his. I guess he's got a big or had a big stock of T5s in that he just couldn't move. And well, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be cool to sell them together and maybe figure out a way to pair a GT. The, the t- two tough things to find for it are the gt2 transmission which i guess they've been finding them with ease but the tough one is the original rc10 gt uh, gas tank the fuel tank okay that's a tough one people have been rigging to fit other ones or whatever but it's made to fit the original rc10 gt fuel tank sure yeah that's 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 pretty neat, you know. Obviously, I don't know how many guys are going to be bringing it to um, to the MNRC, but 
I, um, I I hope the four race dates it's scheduled for, and I hope the four race dates it's scheduled for, it works out well, so we can expand yeah. it and make it bigger. Yeah, I'm really hoping for it because we have a couple classes that have died. Right. Pro, Pro two and uh, Pro light are both donezo. They're both gone. Yep. So yep. hopefully, yeah, get- I think. I think people there are just kind of tired of the lack of traction. Every everybody every everybody loves traction. Yeah, and you know, I had a Pro Two um, when they when it was popular back. I think I sold it in like 2011, so that's long, long time ago. It always had grip, but it jumped like garbage. And the reason um, Pro Light never took off is. Because you could not buy a Pro Light buggy in a kit. They're all RTR. That is so unattractive to a racer. So right. So um, yeah, yep. guys. What, guys like to do their own. You know, they like to put together their own stuff and and uh, you know run the electronics that they choose rather than getting some sort of factory. Um, yeah. You know, lower quality non non race. Um, electronics. Yeah, well, during the time of the RTR SCBs, if you'd look on eBay, it'd be just chock full of all the RTR electronics, and they people would be selling Speedos for like 15 bucks and all that crap just to get rid of it. Um, yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, like I said earlier in this, uh, um, I, I've said this before on other podcasts, other episodes and again you gas truck guys you just got to show your commitment in it and show up for all the roms it's supposed to be ran in and also you know what if you're just a gas truck guy maybe pick up an e-buggy i'm not a techno fan myself but technos just came out with the point four so you can get a point three for dirt cheap ae just came out with the point one so you can get the original three for dirt cheap if you're not sure you want to do it you know get the previous model there's nothing wrong with it just get something else to run uh, yep. so yeah it's e-buggy truggy and nitro buggy are the safest classes right now pro four right. pro four has a pretty solid group of guys it's always been a full A main. I hope it stays that way. Um, yep. There's, yeah, I think there's last year we had, uh, you know, we had some pretty close to full B mains. Yeah, exactly. There's no indication of Pro Four dropping off. I'm just saying. I hope it's. I I hate to see numbers drop in classes. Um. But I also like to see numbers grow in others. You know, like people graduate out of it or whatever. Um, are you going to do yep. any Pro 4 for um, club racing, or are you just doing strictly e-buggy yourself? No, I'll, I do, mean. I'll do just strictly e-buggy. Okay, okay. Yeah, yep, uh, for club racing, and then I'll do nitro buggy for, for the uh, MNRC. So what kind of uh, motor did you pick up for the nitro buggy? Uh, I'm running the, I'm running the uh, OS 2102. Ooh, the low-profile one. Low profile, yep. Yeah, nice. As a matter of fact, Danny Williams had a picture of <laughs> of of it on Facebook with uh, with a bunch of uh, aluminum foil wrapped around the head. Yep, uh, that's what he had so. to do to my Ninja last year. This year, he broke in my OS Spec Three, 
for my truggy, but it was warm enough to where he didn't have to tinfoil wrap it and put the heat gun over it and all that crap. Um, yep. I still swear uh, weed is going to pop up with the nitro buggy sometime this year. <laughs> you know, it's, it is funny because uh, he and I very briefly discussed it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he said, ah, maybe I should do it. And I said, you know, I said, does it really make sense for you to run it? You know, with 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 the amount of time that that uh, that he has to spend on on off road, you know he's typically good for he's good till September you know, through. Th- eh, I was gonna say August time frame, and then okay. you know obviously his his main focus is on road. Yep. You know carpet. Um, that's kind of when he starts to start looking at that, and you know so can you justify the expenditure on all the nitro gear? That's true. To run it for. April, May, June, July, and maybe August. Well, he's with Techno still, I think, isn't he? Yep. Well, he can yep, get the yep, new. He, te- he could probably get that new Techno motor for a discount because that, all that is is a. Uh, God, was it a OS Spec Two or a B twenty one hundred one? I can't remember right, but it's a very solid. I think it's a Spec Two. Yeah, it's a very solid OS motor with Techno markings on the head, and that's it. Right. So, right. yeah, um, see, we'd, uh, he ran Nitro Buggy once, like, for a season. And it was a, it's a little bit frustrating because he's taking his experience off of that. And he's kind of like, yeah, I, he doesn't know if he wants to do another one or whatever. And the reason why it's frustrating is he ran... It was in 2011 last time he ran it with a cheap dynamite motor. You know what I mean? It's sure. Or as a go. I don't remember if it was a dynamite or a go, but um, it's it's those. It's that old saying: um, fast, cheap, and reliable. Pick two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It uh, you don't you don't get uh, you don't get the the best out of all the worlds. Exactly. You know, I think I think if you know, nitro nitro is a is a commitment. Um, it is. You know, there's 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 more maintenance involved. Um, there's more there's more tuning involved yeah. than than say your e buggy. Oh, know? for sure. When um, it took it took two full gallons through my motor last year for it to settle it to totally like be totally broken in because it's like. We had it set on the original tune for like a gallon or two, and then all of a sudden one day it wouldn't run, and it's like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, it finished breaking in. Danny and Timmy did their magic on it, and then I haven't had a touch of needles on it since. Yeah. But it's just one of those things that it's... I really... Personally, I need to get educated on tuning motors a little bit better. Um, seniors getting it. I just, I need to pay attention because, you know, Danny and Timmy aren't always going to be there. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. 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 It's, you know, pick the, pick the brain of, you know, of the guys that have been been doing it for a long time. And and, yeah, obviously there's mistakes along the way. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah, but nitro, oh man, it's fun. I'll, I'll tell you what, it's not, the throttle curve is way different than e-buggy 
Like you got to pound on a nitro vehicle a little bit harder to get it to go. And sure. there is more maintenance, but there's just something about it. it. It's so fun. It keeps me coming. Like last year was my first year back to it. And then I couldn't wait for this MNRC season. So I spent the whole winter racing in Omaha because I had so much fun with it. Yep. Yeah, you know, if, you know, especially when you find something that you that you enjoy, um, you know, why not? You know, if if you've been running pan cars forever in the winter and yeah. you're kind of hitting some burnout, and you found something that you enjoyed in the off road season, well, why not continue doing it? For you know? sure. Well, the the pan, know, but, the pan cars is a little bit of a burnout, a little bit of frustration on the whole motor situation. Um, I spent all that money on those phantom motors and they turn out to be not so good yeah you bought them yeah. too <laughs> yep yep yeah i had i had both uh a 175 and a 135 as did i for me you know where where i was with my race program at that time i i really didn't notice a difference and you know i mean i i uh i just ran them and you know they seemed to be good they they mine were mine were reliable um so, you know, for what I was doing last season, it was it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose. Oh, let's see what else we got. So, let's see. We didn't really talk too much about um, Dome and Duluth. So, I talked about the Dome a little bit last time. That's coming up the weekend of, uh, I believe it's the 21st through the 23rd of April. It's a week later this year because that's when we could get the dome, basically. Um, It's going to start out, it always has good grip, but be prepared for ruts. It's going to get blown out a little bit, but it's still fun to race on. Uh, A 30-minute main, and there's a little rut here, and you got to change your line, and it's fun. It's great off-road racing. Um, Yep. There's free camping, but there's no, you got to bring your own power. Um, Senior and I are talking about pulling my, we're, we're going to bring my pop-up to the Duluth races because even the Airbnbs are expensive in Duluth. Sure. Um, ooh, by the way, have you tried Airbnb yet? I have not, nope. So Airbnb, for those nope. of you. Nope, haven't even looked at it. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, it's an app for your phone. And what you do is you basically say, ooh, instead of getting a hotel for about the same price, you could rent somebody's house. I I tried that decision once in Omaha. It worked very well for Senior and I. We got the basement of this retro house. It had a kitchen, washer, dryer, separate bedrooms, um, a living room all with a nice flat screen TV and it was cheaper than a hotel. Sure. The only issue is, is a 15 minutes away from the track. I, I don't think senior like that part of it, but, um, you get, I wonder how that would work in Motley. Uh, I've been looking nothing. That's why I'm thinking about <laughs> pulling them. Cause, uh, last year a racer, um, got bed bugs at that uh, piece of crap Eastwood Inn. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, his arms were bit like he didn't get him, just get him in his luggage. 
his arms, red dots up and down. Wow. He got it right there. You know, usually you wait till you get home and the bed bugs infest your whole house. No, wow. he, he got him right there. That is nuts. So, um, senior yeah, and I are, nasty. yeah, senior and I, senior's gonna probably take my pop up this weekend and go through it and make sure everything's okay because he got that $650 truck and, uh, we're going to see if it's okay. And God, I don't want to stay in any of those hotels. Their, their, yep, their yep, best yep. is still bad. Well, there's nothing, there's nothing better than being trackside too. I mean, it's, you know, you walk, you walk 50 feet out to your camper and, you know, pass out. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's what, uh, that's what we're doing this year. We, um, Last year we had that enclosed trailer, which you know we just blew up an air mattress inside there and, and called yeah. it good. This year we've got a the fifth wheel camper that's uh, uh, part, yeah, I'll call it two thirds camper and and one third RC workbench. So it's kind of like a toy hauler. It's kind of like a toy hauler, except just doesn't have the back you know fold down door. Nice, nice. So uh, that sounds really good, but yeah, for but um the camping there though it's free, but you do gotta pay a five dollar gate fee. I forget if that's daily or one day, but just have five dollars cash ready to go each day just in case. Um, you gotta sign the waiver and whatnot, but um it's a pretty good time camping there. Um, in October there's usually if there's enough kids there. For the October race, they usually have a little bit of trick-or-treating and adult trick-or-treating with booze and whatnot, and it's a blast. <laughs> I can only imagine the, the, the interesting things that are happening. Yeah. So then, uh, let's see, Duluth is in May this year. The The first, Proctor's got three events this year. The first one's coming up in May, and we'll only go to May because we're going to do several more of these podcasts before oh man i lost the schedule hold on let me bring up this. yeah may it's uh may 20th and 21st yes that's right it's that the week yep it's usually the third weekend of the month correct yep um but yeah camping's free i know for july the racers are gonna have to pay a gate fee for the county fair um, cause the last time we raced at the County fair up there, that was a deal. You got to pay some kind of a gate fee. It's like five or 10 bucks. Yeah. There's a, yeah, there's always an entry entry fee to get, get past the, get past the gate and of course up to the track. Yep. But the main, the May and September race camping's free. Is that correct? That's correct. Yep. And, uh, do you recommend, I mean, I, I always recommend running out the generators, but if you're in a situation like mine where the pop-up has one plug, I'm sure you could run an extension cord to the whatever power pole you're hooked into or your power strip off of yep. your deal. And yep. Yeah, there's there's power up there. Um, yeah, just don't you run know, your I, whole camper off it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, you know, obviously during the day when everybody's racing, everybody's got their you know, their chargers running and, and, and whatnot. Um, the safer bet is safer bets have a generator. Yeah. And mine, I really don't even need to hook it up to power. Cause really 
my my little pop up only has one outlet and one light bulb, so I don't even yeah, really I, need to hook it up. Yeah, you don't need much. I I'm hoping to hoping to run my air conditioning unit um, in the camper, and uh, I, I know last year we were down at Van Dalen's track uh, for the May race, and boy, it was cooking down there. Oh yeah. And, you know, while you know, while we had a couple of fans going and, and keeping the air moving, it was still pretty hot. Oh, for sure. That that's one of the that's one I'm and again I'm glad we're in Duluth in July. Um, I'm glad my home races, which is fully that's gonna be August, I believe, and loose nuts in June, some of the hottest races of the year, they're gonna be I'm, it's going to be my home track, so I'll be going home at night, coming home to a nice air-conditioned house. My well, house and my, a shower to go with it. That's true. My house never draw, goes above or below 72 degrees. So, Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's nice. All right. Um, I got a couple more things here. Um, let's see here. Ooh, um, I saw some pictures of the St. Cloud track of what's being built um i gotta say this racers need to stop with the let's wait and see what'll happen gig (laughs) i'm now blocked from commenting on their page (laughs) oh man i haven't i haven't decided how i'm gonna get them back for that one yet but uh so instead of putting they they have this beautiful driver's stand and they have an awesome space. But instead of putting a track on the front side of the driver's stand and a track on the back side of the driver's stand, so for one, you get full use of the driver's stand, and for two, when you have tracks side-by-side, that really screws with you. <laughs> I mean... Sure. Cause yeah, you're, yeah I, I, I have no experience with, with you know seeing any tracks side-by-side, but I can't imagine that... It's, um, I can't imagine it's good. I'll, I'll tell you this much. I don't have that much experience, but the, I've been at like places that have a track in the track. Like Omaha has a dirt oval. Let's say you're standing on the driver's stand, and it's to the very, very far, far right. It's out of play, way out of play. But just seeing it there screws with my head. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I could I could see that. There was a... Last, oh, about a year ago, I was down in Tucson, Arizona at yep. Hobby Town down there. Ah, I believe everything's had, closed down there. They, yeah, they had two tracks. And, you know, you, one way, you stood on the driver's stand, you faced the off-road track. Yep. And if you turned around 180 degrees on the same driver's stand, you would look at the oval track. Yeah, it's like that in uh, Joliet and Lincoln, Nebraska also. Right. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, so I was talking to Kevin Vanner yesterday, and after all of his uh, smart-ass comments that he gives me on a daily basis, uh, I don't know if he PMs you daily. Yeah, he, he, he likes to poke the bear when he yeah. gets the chance. Oh, he loves giving me crap every single day for um, for... Over a year straight, he PMs me, Junior, Nitro sucks. For over a year straight, you should just quit. 
<laughs> the, the first thing every single day, Junior, Nitro sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I guess everybody's entitled to their own. Um, well, for sure. You know, I I would ve- I'd venture to say we'll get them. You know, we'll get them to to um, at least the local Proctor um, Nitro Series events, and you know. Maybe we can get him to show up and run e-buggy or something. Oh, he he, he, did, uh, he likes coming to you know, Loose Nuts, too, I believe. Yep, yeah, he came to Loose Nuts last year. And, um, you know, I, I think he had a good time down there. It's, it's, it's always fun to hang out with the guys regardless. But, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe on a club night I'll, I'll uh, throw my radio in his hand and he can he can take the, the uh, associated nitro for a rip. He's raced Nitro Buggy before, and he's done well at it. It's just been a while. Do you know he lost, like, physic? There's still somewhere at Spirit Mountain. There's a Nitro Buggy rotting somewhere at Spirit Mountain. <laughs> I did, you know, I did hear that story. Yeah, um, he, he lost uh, control. His car ran away, and he just chased it for half a second. Then he went, F it, it's gone. <laughs> so, well, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I'd want to go chasing down that hill either. Well, I wouldn't, but that's that. I want to. That's a, that's an expensive buggy, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but one thing uh, Jabber wanted to see is, um, do you have any dark horse picks of the year for the MNRC this year, like up and comers or whatever? Oh boy, um, you know I, I I thought it was pretty cool that the Hins boys decided to kind of step up their game yeah. and and graduate from sportsmen. I mean both you know they're they're both um, some talented drivers you know especially for their age and they both push each other. Yep, yep, they push each other. You know they the Hins family came up and ran at the chill chill on the hill with us last year. Yep, they're and, also um, new team associated guys. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, and and they, you know, they weren't too far off of my pace, um, you know, which, you know, that not that I'm a great driver or something, but you know, that's that's pretty cool to see kids their age, um, well, you know, have that have that type of success. You you were really driving well at uh, towards the last half of the summer, like let's say at dog days when you're winning it on the last lap that. Um, Oh, so quality Toro speed controller crapped out on you. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a bummer. I mean, that was. Um, I felt bad for you. <laughs> that was, you know, that was probably my best race of the year. Uh, you know, I mean, I, for whatever reason, me and that car were clicking for that for that A main. Yeah, and you were. You and Derek right, were battling right before, like crazy. Right before I hit the loop, the the speedo thermaled, <laughs> and and it died. And uh, Van Ert would have been done. Yep. Derek Ruport, Derek Ruport and I would have gone around for one more lap together. Yep. And uh, it, it would have been interesting to see. So yeah, it was it was unfortunate that uh, that that happened. But that track um, broke a lot of egos. Yeah, it was a good that race. Day. Yeah, that track broke a lot of egos that yeah. day. Um, ITQ Truggy, and then I was leading the race. When a pillow ball of all things came apart on the truggy with halfway through the A main, senior yeah, and I were right. battling like crazy. And then I go out and marshal, 
and then you're in the lead and you're doing well and then you thermal well and it's you know it's funny too because we initially were going to have a six minute main yeah and before we started the mains we're like no you know mnrc runs a 10 minute main we should be doing a 10 minute main as well yep i would have needed a nine minute and 45 second main (laughs) to win (laughs) you know it was it was that close so you know had we just left it at a six minute main you know it would have been it would have been mine for the win but yeah that's uh that's racing yeah well i'll tell you what my dark horse pick of the year is if he can make the full year is going to be sam Sovacool top four in e-buggy yeah that that kid was really rocking it last year um yep you know just just some of the you know there's a lot of these guys um especially the guys from the 510 you know they're able to get so much practice over the course of the winter that um it's crazy to, to watch some of those guys go from last season to the current season and see how much they've improved. And Sam, you know, Sam, wow, he's, you know, last year he really came on strong, um, especially in Pro 4. Yep. You know, he was he was one of the top top runners in Pro 4 when when he was able to attend the races. Yep. And so, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I think that he... You know he's going to be one of those one of those guys to watch. Yeah. Do you think anybody's going to drop off hard this year? Boy, that's you know that's kind of a tough one. Yeah, um, I've been trying to think of one, and it's like the guys are consistently making the A main. I I really can't see them not making the A. That no, your, your average you know, top there's five. guys. You know, like Alan Smith. I mean, that guy's racing all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't really, you know, I couldn't see a guy like him fall off. Alan Smith you know, is uh, dropping Pro Four this year. Well, yeah, he's running um, Truggy. He's running a running. Yeah, he's running Truggy, uh, Nitro Buggy, and E Buggy, I believe. Man, that guy, he he loves his RC. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, it's good to good to have good to have a, a good hobby and a passion and. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's made leaps and bounds. I think the first time I saw him was was uh, I'll say almost two years ago now. I saw him down at Wheel Brokers. Yep. And I think he was running a Traxxas Slash at the time. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and, and I I didn't know who he was at the time. And and uh, if if I remember correctly, I believe I was able to you know I was able to place ahead of of him. And then he came to. The well, Moto Dome race in October. Was it three or sorry, real quick, three or four years ago where you run in tracks a slash on the carpet with Lovato? I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, that's how that's how we got into it. Was, yeah. uh, uh Zach and I were, were at the I think it was the two thousand thirteen Chill on the Hill. And uh, and then of course basically that was the the last race of the off road season. Gotcha. And uh, I, I sucked a bunch of guys into buying slashes, and, and we ran them for the carpet season. Uh, yep. The, the first season, and then second season, I, I ran it again, and, and Nick moved on to some other classes. Yeah. So, okay, sorry. So as I, I'm the worst at making things go off the rails with podcasts and whatnot. So uh, you're talking about uh, Alan at Wheel Brokers with a slash. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I... Uh, I would say at that time, you know, he looked middle, you know, middle of the pack type of guy, uh, yep. medi- mediocre, if you want to call it that. And and then I saw him again a, 
couple months later at, at the final race at the dome. And I mean, just the difference, the difference in his driving from let's say July to, to October was, it was just night and day different. Yep. And you know, that was that first year. And of well, course now, you know, now he, you know, he races quite regularly and well, yeah, he's at the toy uh, box. Uh, obviously every has Wednesday. better equipment than, yeah. than he started out with. So. I think he finally upgraded to an M12 because he couldn't get receivers for his M11 anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And that's going to be major, major help. A lot of people, I'll tell you what, they're, they're well, unless they're sponsored by them, they're done with that Spectrum stuff, and they're going with the nice Futaba, and they're going with the ni- nice Sanwa. Uh, yeah. The, I'm, I'm still not sure about that new KO radio, though. They haven't had a good, solid, reliable radio since the Yearus. I don't even know if you were racing when the Yearus came out. Nope, I don't think so. The Yearus had the best chassis ever for a radio. It was the most comfortable, all that. And then the one before that was a Helios. It used the same chassis, just um, a little bit lesser of components in it. Sure, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I'd agree with you that that the top two radios right now are the Sanwa and the Futaba. I mean, yeah. it, I um, at the last Omaha race, me and Conrad Basie, we traded radios on the stand because he wanted to try Kyosho, and um, he might be going Mugen or Kyosho. He might be dropping that Techno soon. Um, he's been talking about it because he's been. He drove a Mugen, he really liked it. He drove my Kyosho, he really liked it. You know, I'm sure he really liked the Associated, too, if he drove that, too. Uh, yeah. Well, that's that's another thing. I'm glad Team Associated is going to have more of a presence in the MNRC this year. They used to have a huge presence, and it used to sell them a lot of kits. But then all of a sudden, in like 2013, 14, that presence started to die off to just steve nelson coming to the track yeah <laughs> yep and now this yeah, year I'd... it's picking up again i think neil fenice might put in more of a run this year because i know he's been too busy with college and he really doesn't care about he cares more about real life right now which he should yeah yeah that real, real life is important um it'd be awesome to see him out there you know i think typically we we, we tend to see him for the dome races yeah. Um, you know, seems to be when he makes his appearance. I had talked to him, it's probably about two months ago now. I was messaging him on Facebook and, um, yeah, I told him, I said, Hey, you know, you should throw your, throw your hat in the nitro ring this year. And, you know, the, the tough thing is one, finding a good, a good pit guy, um, yeah. or, or, or a reliable pit guy. Oh, it was rough watching, um, watching his dad pit for him. Um, so his dad just, oh, I, I was on the microphone and I'm yelling down, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Cause he, he, he's not part of the RC community, but really wants to help his son. So he goes and pits for him. He, he's got a really awesome dad. We call him grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's like, he'd squeeze, he'd tip the bottle and, and, God, I think I I got a thirteen count out of it once when I was watching him pit. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's um 
it really takes somebody to to learn quickly. I, you know, I had the I had the opportunity to to pit for Tony Swenson a couple times last year. Yep. And uh, and it was just a learning experience in yeah. itself, you know. But yeah, um, you know, once you have it takes a little while to build to build that team between the between the pit man and, and the driver and, and kind of communicating because obviously um, you can't hear a single thing. Yeah. Next year, and, next year I might switch to nitro buggy so my dad and I can pit each other. Sure. But um, what I was going to say before that little bit of a tangent was um, Conrad got a brand new 4PXR at um. Omaha because his ah uh, God he had the MT4 radio it took a crap on him and I held that thing and it's still stock setup that is one of the most comfortable radios I've ever held that Futaba so that's sure. nothing to spit at either I recommend like I have an M12s myself and there's a as you know there's a million adjustments you can do to them yep but that 4px man it is right there along with the m12s yeah yeah it seems like a real comfortable radio i obviously i got into the 12s oh not very long into the into the carpet season i ended up buying that well you switched from the nomadio right uh i had the radio post Mm. yeah radio post yep so all right oh (laughs) just sorry jabber's pming me um, he, he, he's saying some inappropriate things that I can't say on this podcast. You know, like, like I was saying, I have another podcast. If you want to see me go off the rails in a psychotic rants and stuff like that, tune into Savage Thoughts podcast every Sunday night. This podcast, I just like to keep it a little, I like to keep it fun, but I like to keep it a little more informative. I kind of like to keep it like pit talk without the F-bombs and whatnot. I think I've only said the F-bomb twice on this, and and that was way back when we started. <laughs> I just I just told him to stop harassing you. Oh, jeez, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, he's, he's looking at it right now. We'll see what he says. Oh, that my, my phone's going to blow up. I, um, I, I can't repeat what he just sent me, so. I'm sure you can't. <laughs> um, so... Um, I got one more thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, usually, I dislike most GoFundMe things. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's some good ones like you know somebody's house burnt down, help them recoup. But a lot of them are BS. Right. Live RC is doing one right now, and this is so they can carry along a very advanced first aid kit with them. Um, they want to get the first aid kit with the defibrillator and the EpiPen, but that's twenty five hundred bucks. So right. yeah, that's 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 a couple bucks. Um, oh, for but sure. definitely worth it if you're saving somebody's life. Well, for sure. Um, but the thing is, it's like they're at so many races every summer, and it'd be nice to know, you know, just have it set in your head that oh, the live RC guys have it covered if this were to happen or that were to happen and so um yeah go check out i saw it on the facebook page but it's gotta be on the website so go check out live rc however you check out check it out and if you want to give them a dollar 
give them whatever. Um, yeah, do that. Honestly, though, I'm not going to give them anything until next payday because uh, I've learned that the MMA class is pretty darn expensive. It is, huh? Um, yeah, it's um about 120 a month. Okay. But, you know... But the, I, the question there is, is uh, have you stopped dipping the fingers in the Cheetos? Uh, I've gotten better. Yeah, I'm no longer can... a Cheetos finger guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a, you're not a, uh, what did, what did you say? A, a Cheeto fingers keyboard cowboy? Correct. <laughs> You've eliminated the Cheetos part. Yeah, I'm, I'm still working on the keyboard part, but the Cheetos parts, not, not so much anymore. But the thing right. is, I had to lose a little bit of weight and the regular gym sucks. I want to have one amateur fight before I turn 40, and yeah, I I just can't do the regular gym. I'm sure you, uh, well, I know your wife runs. Do you run or go to the gym or whatever when you're not racing? Uh, I do. I do from time to time. Um, obviously, with excavating now, it's it's uh, I get plenty of a workout there, running chainsaws for and- sure. You know, moving logs and and shoveling and pickaxing and whatever else goes along with it. So, yeah. but but yeah, yeah. If I if I start to feel like a slob, I'll I'll uh, I'll hit the gym. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's some. Um, oh, my insurance, my my health insurance. They're like, oh, we'll cover half your gym membership, but they don't consider an MMA gym uh, a healthy alternative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. All right, Shane, you want to wrap this thing up? I think uh, we we covered a bit. Is there anything else you wanted to hit tonight? No, I think, um, you know, we got some exciting things coming up here in the future. Uh, Obviously, everybody's excited for the Dome. Yeah. Um, You know, it should be a a great 2017 off-road season. And, um, you know, I I know I look forward to to seeing some of the guys that I don't get to see during the carpet season, so it should be good. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, I'm sitting here looking at my setup, and I'm like, yeah, if I could get a good laptop, I could bring this podcast setup with me, and yeah, you know, do it at. Uh, you can hear my pug barking because at eight fifty at night he's staring at shadows out the window. Anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, I could bring this, it's a small mixing board and some cords basically in my boom mics. Yeah. So yeah, heck we could, we could do uh we could do a, a track side, yeah, post post qualifying podcast or something or, yeah, I've been thinking know, or, about doing that. Um, I think it'd be fun to do and just, you know, grab people when they're walking by. I, right. I've I've always wanted to grab the guy who's just having a horrible horrible time at the track and, and just you know breaking out every qualifier and whatever and then just throw him on a mic and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be funny. Yeah, you know it's uh, obviously obviously we've all had those races where uh, um, it's just been awful. You know, I had I had one this year that was that was not good for me and and that was down at the mmr challenge i just i could not i could not get away from breaking oh for sure um i had the same issue last year at foley it's i broke an arm every run 
So yeah, it's, it it happens, you know, and guys are guys are typically pretty salty, you know, at least if they're competitive. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're 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 pretty t- salty about how their day is going. For sure, for sure. So, All right. Um, you know what? Hey, now that you're the newest team associated guy, you should uh before the next podcast PMBT and see when the new 12 scale's coming out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, still waiting know, uh, for it. They they came out with the F one car, but uh, no twelve scale yet. Still. Yeah, yeah. I I, I would imagine you know the, it's going to be out before the upcoming carpet season. But I've been told by uh, several people it's done. Uh, I haven't seen any pictures of it whatsoever, but I guess it's done, and I guess there's some innovative innovative stuff on it that yeah. we'd all love to see. <laughs> yep. 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 Well, obviously, I'll I'll have two for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, those are, those are my two favorite classes, stock and, and super stock. So, yep. um, I'll have, I'll have two of those to run and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it looks. I'm excited. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks for doing this with me, Shane. It was easier to cover time and it was easy working with you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, uh, you've just uh, wasted a good hour and 20 minutes listening to Ran Out of Talent. Uh, Catch us next time.